Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, hard-working, Disneyland-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, March 13th, 2022. It's St. Patrick's Day in just a couple of days. I Do you know, believe it? So exciting. Are you ready for the wearing of the green? I am. I am. And I get excited to see all the foodie guides of the different locations that Disney Parks have some special St. Patrick's Day food for celebrating. <laughs> yeah, I saw one of the pictures of one of them. It was like a corn dog that was, the corn <laughs> is green yeah. around it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I bet you it's tasty because the corn dogs, you know, are great. But uh, like the look of that picture, I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's selling it to me. I know. Some of the desserts, though, looked fabulous. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I'm sure of it. So a lot of fun. Hopefully you all will be able to celebrate out there safely and have a good time with um, with St. Patrick's Day, I believe probably your sister who um, likes to play Irish music mm-hmm. at some of the pubs around town. Right. Is probably it's a big day for her yes. and, and the groups that she plays. Yeah, with. I'm sure this weekend is hopping weekend too. Yeah she, yeah, she plays the accordion and plays it very well. And they're always excited to have her join in because not a lot of people play the accordion, <laughs> but it's very useful for that music. Yeah. And, and, uh, my clinic is hosting a blood drive that day. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I had uh, to just, pick a day and I thought, oh, why not associate it with a holiday? Just um, to get it out there, just in case we have some San Diego listeners that want to get involved, why don't you give them the information on that? Sure. Um, it's located at Kaiser's La Mesa Clinic and uh, you can actually go down to a link onto the San Diego Blood Bank website and schedule a time. They have it listed separately. You can go in and see all the all the. Um, different blood drive events that they're having so very good maybe uh if you track michelle down there maybe we'll send her there with some hyperion adventures (laughs) stickers and if you track her down there she'll have a hyperion adventure sticker if you've given blood if you've given blood yeah She's like, no, it's not happening. I'm busy. Leave me alone. You come down here and do that. I set things up. I let them go. I'm <laughs> just like Elsa. <laughs> wow. If you track her down, maybe she'll have a sticker for maybe, us. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. Can't, Definitely it's worth, the, it's the worth it to make an effort. Yeah. The San Diego Blood Bank is really generous with giving some goodies. So oh, yeah. um, Definitely. For sure. And it's, I know that just not that fault long ago, um, the blood bank was really in desperate need. Yeah, so. they still are really. Uh, uh, they usually are. Yeah. But that was really bad. Not that long right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. So. They sought me out. So. There you go. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out if you are in the San Diego area. And if you're not, just go check by your local blood bank. It's always good to give blood. That's it's right. always a necessary thing. So um, thank point. you. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We would love for you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We give a lot of our information out there early. Sometimes ask for your input there. Sometimes just there. Right. Otherwise, other times it's just before everybody else. But again, it's just another way to kind of be involved in the show. Yeah, some pearls. Yes, some pearls. Michelle usually has the pearls. <laughs> I have the sand. 
Uh, another great way to be involved with us is on social media. Please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Michelle was doing Pinterest yes. this week at Hyperion Adventures <laughs> Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Yeah, it's a wonderful group that really just shares some great things happening or fun things happening in their life and cheering each other on. And if you're not already part of that group, we really want to invite you to be there because it's really fun. Yeah, a lot of great stuff going out there. I uh, saw like Jonathan put out there that he had our mug and he was listening yeah, to our show so on the sweet. weekend. And Tony, the Disney dad, and I think we mentioned last week how he and his uh, surprised his boys mm-hmm. with a, a trip out to Disney, uh, to Walt Disney World, especially to Galaxy's Edge. And he right. shared some pictures and uh, how much fun they had there. So I uh, love following along on everybody's adventures on the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Right. And you can actually learn some things from time to time there. You never know. You never know. Yes. Uh, also, uh, you can find us on YouTube if you want to check us out there. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up on our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. And if you ever have any questions about any of the information we're providing in the episodes or just want to say hi, we love to hear from you. Yeah, for whatever reason, um, we love getting connections with you through the social media outlets, through our Gmail account, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. We just want to interact with you as much as possible. Now, if you would like to support this show in a monetary way and get some cool stuff out of it at the same time there's a couple ways you can do that one is through our Spreadshirt shop Uh, if you want to find us there you can go through our Linktree account which is on all our social media channels Uh, but you can also just go to Spreadshirt.com and just do a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast and our gear will come up all sorts of different logos on all types of different gear different colors different sizes all sorts of fun stuff there and that's a way to kind of maybe help us out a little bit with some of our our podcast costs, but also get some great stuff. Yeah. And we appreciate those of you who have already made some purchases. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate that very much. And we really appreciate our Patreon members. Yes. That's another way to get some great swag and some other interesting stuff. And we're going to hear from some Patreon members in today's show. And if you want to uh, come and join us for some fun there, just go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast, and then just pick the tier that's good for you. They started for as low as two dollars per month and it's just another way to help us out to cut some of these costs that we have involved with this show exactly and you know well as you already said we do really appreciate those of you who have already uh, become patreons and in addition to the swag like in with today's episode we will uh, let you be a part of our show whether you want to uh, be a part by sending information in with certain topics that we're discussing or record some things. Um, so joining the Patreon group has some perks to it. Definitely, definitely. So please go check that out if you have some interest in kind of helping us out that way and being more involved in the show. We've got a lot of stuff. Michelle's planning stuff all the time. She shoots things by me. How about this? How about that? How about this? All for it. Uh, soon we're going to get more of the Patreon members on the show as we have today. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always like to kind of take a look back at the week that was. And I know, again, the last few weeks have been a little bit tricky. They've been a little bit troubling. There's a lot of tough yes. stuff going on out there. But we find that there are always those glimmers of wonderfulness. That's a word, isn't it? Yes. Uh, that comes out every single week. And we like to point those things out to kind of lift our spirits 
have some positivity, more positivity in the world, we always feel is a great thing. And so we like to share our favorite thing from the week that was. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, awesome, all things great in the world. She sets up the best blood drives. (laughs) She has the best list. She definitely does the best research. And we know she has the best tips. But she also has the very best favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Okay, so... You know, rather than just one specific thing, this week I just felt like there was some fun things um, related to Disney Plus that I that really made me happy and excited. You know, um, I guess the more first one that came into mind was the um, trailer for the new Obi Wan series. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi trailer was yes. crazy good, wasn't oh it? Oh my yes. gosh! You know, um, you know, obviously it wasn't a new announcement, but new finally getting to see it like it's really happening yeah Uh, yeah. um (laughs) if you noticed on social media i put a few things out there uh i was a wreck i was a wreck (laughs) i was a wreck when it was announced uh, the d23 (laughs) expo in 2019 and then even when it when it just started I, i didn't even need to see a scene uh, just it building up just ruined me. Um, I, I, I can't, I'm so excited for yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was fun. It was fun waiting, you know, anticipating for it to, to, well, I guess I should say for me to see it since I couldn't see it till, um, that evening that it came out, that it dropped. So that was fun just waiting for it. Um, and then of course the new movie or the new film that's on Disney plus turning red. And, um, you know, I, I had pretty good hopes. We saw good reviews were coming out about it, uh, and it, it delivered. So it was really fun watching that. Uh, can't wait to go through again. We were, uh, last night watching kind of the backstory or documentary about it. So kind of want to go back and watch it again with that information in my brain now but those were fun you know fun things that just made the week special or happy yeah really love turning red um i I thought it was an adorable a wonderful coming of age movie a wonderful um you know showcase of you know how you should embrace the things that make you different that make you maybe some people would say a little weird you know and well that fits me to a T so I, I think that's why I loved it but I just yeah, we celebrate the things that make you normal <laughs> that's true it's very few of those it's very few um but yeah that, that, I, I thought it was great and um four town forever I know, I, say, I, know right? forever. I just love that they're you know embracing the 90s again too and um it actually kind of inspired me for another episode that uh I think we can do in the future. Right. 90s, early 2000s. I think right. I was supposed yeah. to technically have taken place in the yeah, early little, 2000s, little but there's a little bit of a carry over there. But yeah, bit of both. You're right. Um, but that was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. What yeah, about you? It. Well, my favorite thing from this week was actually going to be those things you talked about just a little bit ago, but then something came across from a text this morning that I can't talk about yet, which is really my favorite thing of this week. But uh, I agree with you. The Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer was definitely my favorite thing from this week. As I told you, it wrecked me just going into it, knowing it's happening, knowing that we're going to see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again is so special to me because I think he does did such a great job with that role in the prequels. I, I, I think he's fantastic anyway. And then you see the trailer and it just, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it really looks great. It's a short trailer, but it's really, really good. I cannot wait for May 25th in the series to debut. I'm so excited for it. I know that'll be 
an awesome special day. Yes. I'm very, very excited. So, yeah. Uh, we did get a, uh, my favorite uh, thing from this week from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to put that out there as well. And this is from Scott in Minnesota. And this is actually something that I think maybe you've already seen somewhere along social media or whatever, but I think it's brilliant. And I think we need to touch on it because hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> um, he said, this is my favorite thing from this week. A Ukrainian girl singing, let it go mm-hmm. in a shelter. He did, he did also add the hashtag real men love frozen. Wonderful. And from what we understand, that little girl um, did get uh, out of the Ukraine. uh, They crossed the border into Poland. So um, just, you know, the the scenes out of the Ukraine right now can be heartbreaking. But just to show that there's a little bit of light there for some of these people. And uh, that was just wonderful. Right. Just the humanity coming through, you know, of everybody involved. But like you said, like with all of us, you know, you have really tough times and ours aren't comparing to what they're going through. And every once in a while, just to, to have that resilience, you need a little little light. And, you know, that brought light to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder out there that there are people on both sides that are involved in this thing that are just people like you and I, right. you know, they're regular people. Um, they're not the ones making these decisions. Right. There's people way up higher that are doing the bad things in the world that will never go into some of these situations that these people are having to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So right. people are people, people are wonderful, and um, just hoping that everybody out there is safe. And uh, by the way, hug your loved ones, you know, because exactly. you just never know what's going to come. You know, obviously nothing as horrible as what's going on in the Ukraine right now, but uh, you just never know what could happen on a day-by-day basis. Sure. So. So exactly. anyway, not to bring it down, I but I, I, I thought that that was a really touching and, and wonderful is. moment. That so, is great. Yeah. As for this week's show now, we have lots of stuff for you this week. First of all, we are going to break down the second round of our Disney songs madness Ooh. bracket. So <laughs> get your brackets out and get those ready to go because we'll see who's which songs are advancing into the Sweet 16 this yeah. week. And as that progresses on, and hopefully you uh, put your bracket out there and you're playing along, because remember, we have that great uh, gift pack to give Mm -hmm. to somebody who gets the most correct, and you get double points. The points go up for each round, so if you made it to the Sweet 16, that's more points. Yeah. Nice. 
Uh, we also have uh, some stories for you this week. We received a little look into the new shows that will be debuting this summer aboard Disney Cruise Line's newest mm-hmm. ship. Look really cool. Yep. We'll share that with you. And if you've been waiting and waiting for your chance at the ultimate Star Wars fan event, we have some really, really good news for mm-hmm. you that you're going to want to hear. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So, Michelle, you know, we've been lucky enough over the last couple years to see Disneyland evolve in its phases. We saw it close due to the pandemic. Right. We got back like in the first weekend it reopened. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Got to check it all out. Got to see the new lands when they're opened. So sometimes we forget at how different it may have become over the last few years. So we thought maybe this would be a good time to bring someone on who... Just experienced that for the first time recently. Right, exactly. And, you know, getting a different perspective, like you said, we've been going to things and seeing them as they're evolving. But for somebody who hasn't maybe been to the park since the pandemic and the closure there, they may have missed a lot of the new things that have happened. And and so it'd be great to hear how that how that really feels. Right. Plus, we wanted to see this kind of through the eyes of a younger person's viewpoint. Right. So we're excited to bring up on. He's been on the show before a few mm-hmm. times when we've brought our family on for various different episodes. Right. But we're very excited to bring on our cousin, Josh May, on the show. Josh, welcome back to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Hello. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah. So good to have you join us today. We can't wait to talk with you about Disneyland because um, I think we had a great time together here. Just God, it's, it's been two months now since we were together, but we had a blast. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Like I saw a lot of great new things. And yeah, yeah, I, we're, yeah. We're excited to hear about that. Um, you know, and to give some of our listeners a little bit of background, you and your family actually used to go to Disneyland pretty frequently before the pandemic, right? Yeah, before we had like an annual pass, like we visit there like maybe like every few weeks, maybe like every few months. Right, so, right. Like, we always got to visit and like see the new things, but after like COVID, like we uh, didn't get an annual pass anymore, so we didn't really get to experience it. So you kind of got to experience a lot all at once, and we're really anxious to hear about your experiences with the new lands, for example. But um, yeah. before we actually get into that, you you were able to stay at Disney's Grand California uh, Resort, and how did you feel about that? What did what were your thoughts? Well, I, I love the hotel because like like especially like the like design like it was beautiful like mm-hmm. the lobby was like like very clean and like like it was just like a grand scale like that really like made you feel like you're in like such a great hotel nice and being so close to the yeah. park had to be nice as well just to be there right next door being able to walk basically through your own entrance into disney california adventure park right oh yeah it, it was great like yeah the setting because like you just had uh california adventure was just like great at, out of the lobby and out of your window you could just see a, a lot of the attractions so yeah wow that's got to be a lot of yeah. fun especially and we love that hotel i mean we don't get to stay there very often but when we do it's yeah. really really nice yeah so all right let's go ahead and talk about the parks now and you know um before we talk about the specifics um 
what was it like to you? What was your feeling when you first kind of walked into the parks for the first time after being away for a, a couple of years and especially after the pandemic and everything? Well, like when I first entered, I was, I was very excited because like I was so um, eager to see all the new things, like all the new lands and also uh, just like to come back to like some old experiences because like I had a lot of good memories. So do you do you feel like it was really kind of an emotional experience or were you just just so excited and ready to hit the road and see things? Yeah, I was just I was just mostly excited cuz <laughs> I'm the emotional <laughs> one here. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, as we mentioned, it's your you were your first time getting to see some of the new lands. And so yeah. let's start with Galaxy's Edge. So what was your initial thoughts when you first went into that new land? Well, Galaxy's Edge was it was just amazing because it was such like a such like a grand experience because like it like told this completely unique story like and you're in this like planet with like the resistance like controlling like one area and like the first order controlling another so it's like like great to see like all like the little details like the design uh, was put into like like the city like the town you're in right. and like all like the little like shops and like areas. Like even the water fountain was like themed. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And you're a big Star Wars fan, right? So this was this was big yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> like I I appreciated like a lot of the fan service that went into to the like the lands. Yeah. Right. Right. And we had plans uh, originally, right as the pandemic struck, like we were going to be going uh, with. Right. With Josh, Josh and the rest of his family, we had it all planned out at a weekend ready to go and then everything shut down. Right. So, you know, two years yeah. wait almost to get there. That had mm -hmm. to be a great feeling for you. Right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. It was just because it, it like two years in the making. So right. I was right. just so happy to finally be at Galaxy's Edge. All right. So still in that that mode there, you know, uh, a lot of iconic scenes in Disney movies revolve around being in like a bar or cantina what did you think about your first experience at Olga's cantina like being a part of something that you're used to watching on the big screen it was great because the all galaxies are just like really immersive and interactive but like the cantina was a great uh display that because like i just appreciated like all the like the details like, behind the bar and like the drinks are pretty good as well um, <laughs> what did you order for a drink? Do you remember? Like it was like called like Blurg Fire or something. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I, yeah. That was pretty tasty. <laughs> Good. Like I, uh, my favorite part was definitely DJ Rex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He keeps it moving in there. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, what were your, obviously you've talked a lot about going into uh, Black Spire Outpost, into Galaxy's Edge and checking it out and how immersive it is and everything. But honestly, the icon of that land is seeing the Millennium Falcon. What was it like for you seeing the Millennium Falcon there for the first time? That was just so cool. Cause like the land is like one big fan series, the Star Wars fans, but like just seeing the Millennium Falcon was just a much uh, greater version of that because it was like so like big and like so like detailed like every little like little bit of the Millennium Falcon like had some wires or like like engine parts. Right. It was really cool like seeing it. It's exactly what you would expect when you if you were to see that the fastest yeah. hunk of junk in the galaxy, right? <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And you got to you got to fly it too. So how was your first yeah. experience on Smuggler's Run flying the Falcon? Yeah, I especially like at theme parks love game ones like Midway Mania. So like mm -hmm. I, I love the new take on it where like Everyone had like their own roles and like right. the story where you had to like get like some like shipping containers or something. 
Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, I, cool. I love like I like the different like jobs and like all of the different things you had to do, and it was chaotic but fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect description right, of it, right, right there. Yeah, for sure. Right, mm-hmm. an adrenaline rush yeah. <laughs> all at once. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, obviously, Rise of the Resistance is the big ride in that or big attraction in that land. And it's so different. I want to say out of this world, but that would be kind of like a pun, right? (laughs) But it is really. Um, How did it rate for you? Well, Rise of Resistance is definitely like, if not the best, one of the best attractions at Disneyland because it's not like a game or like a roller coaster or anything like that. It's just an experience. It's like an event, you know, because you have all these different like parts of it, like all these different aspects of the story that just like really like tell like a really exciting and thrilling tale. And you got you got to check it out a couple of times, right? You went we didn't went in once with using Lightning Lane, and then you guys went back and got in the queue for it and went uh, for a second time, correct? Yeah, yeah, we waited like just, only like thirty minutes for it. We, nice, it was nice. definitely worth it. So you got to see a little bit of the queue too, and so not just you know that the the cuts that the Lightning Lightning Lane gives you, you you don't get to see everything, but when you go through that queue, you get to see some of the. Uh, the boards that kind of show right. the, like the galaxy maps and some of the equipment and everything, some of the blasters and thermal detonators yeah. and stuff. And that had to be kind of cool too. Just to check that yeah, out. Yeah, I, I really like the queues um, for Rise Resistance, but like Smuggler's one queue was like was pretty. It was probably better because yeah, right, it had yeah. Like more details into it. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that. I, I can see what you're saying. I, I tend to agree with you that when you're in the, the queue for Smuggler's Run, you're actually kind of really watching a lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. You're hearing a lot of things happening. So it, it is yeah. a lot more, I, I don't want to say interactive, but brings more to your senses. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Plus you got yeah. those great views of the Falcon from the windows there as you're going through too. Yeah. yeah that was also pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Part yeah. Of the yeah. So, uh, are there any other highlights to uh, Galaxy's Edge that you can think of that were like really stood out to you while you were there? Um, I really like the the food there because like Disneyland food is already like better than like most amusement parks, but like at Galaxy's Edge that was like on another level because I just really like the Ronto wrap that was really delicious and mm-hmm. and the like the docking bay. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was also like really impressive that they made like really good food there. What did you do? You remember what you got at Docking Bay Seven? I got like a short rib thing. Oh yeah, mm, nice. yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. had that. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's one of my favorites. Right for right. sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, okay, awesome. All right, so let's go move the conversation over to Disney California Adventure Park, and that's where Avengers Campus is open. Uh, and so, what was your initial impression of that new land? Oh, I really liked the Avengers Campus because, like, it wasn't like Star Wars Land where it's like. You're in this different like planet, but like I really like the the futuristic style to it, but also like blending it with kind of like I I guess it was like just like a Marvel setting because like you have these buildings that like look like they're in like a Spider-Man movie, but then you also have like Doctor Strange that Doctor Strange like ruins or something, right? And you also have like a Mission Breakout that was just over there. Oh yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Now it kind of blends in a little bit better than it used to. It kind of stuck out before, but now it kind of blends into that land a little better, right? Yeah, it's more cohesive with the Marvel theme. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were there any characters that you saw that you were like, wow, that's really cool to see? Because I know that's one of my favorite things about Avengers Campus mm-hmm. is there are so many Marvel characters that make appearances out there. Yeah, we saw like some of the Wakandan soldiers. So like, that was pretty cool. Like seeing like they just had like a show going on pretty often. Yeah, so like seeing them perform and then also like the Spider-Man show where like some like launch themselves into the air, Spider-Man. 
Right. <laughs> that was also really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else that you can think of that stood out for you about Avengers Campus? Well, the Web Slingers was obviously a, a great addition because it's not that similar to Midway Mania because, well, there's like a, another game like right. attraction. Like it's still different, like how like you shoot the robots there, the spider bots or something like that. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I like the technology that was put into it and then also the different theme to it. You're not like in a carnival game like Midway Mania. Right. You're actually like fighting these spider bots. So yeah. Right. I, I like that as well. Do you feel like the graphics were pretty good and, and how you were able yeah. to, you know, like in the pre-show where it looks like Peter Parker is right there in front of you and everything? Yeah. The technology was uh, definitely much better than like uh, most uh, amusement parks. It like feels like much more real, much more interactive. So right, yeah. awesome, right, yeah. How'd you do? Did you did you did you beat most of your family? Or <laughs> Michelle always beats me. So it's in web slingers. I, I I can't remember, but I think it was like somewhere toward this like the middle. So yeah. yeah, nice. Did you feel like? I mean, it's a rush, right? Did you feel a little worn out there for a second? <laughs> yeah, it, it it felt also very chaotic. Like smugglers running, were like there's like a thousands of like spider bots at the end. It just it's very right. overwhelming, and, but very fun. Yeah, cool. I, I know. It's all to me. I always find like it's, it's hard to even really pay attention to what they're saying. It's just like just shoot, just shoot, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you try any of the food over there from uh, Pim's test kitchen or the shawarma or anything? Unfortunately, I don't think we did get to test those. But next time. But, yeah, we did eat that at the Lamplight Lounge, which is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. We all had brunch right. together at the Lamplight Lounge. That mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Yeah. What was your drink there? It was it looked pretty cool. I like. I had some. It was like a drink with like dry ice or something that, that's all i really remember about it but that's right it was all bubbling and steamy and right stuff, yeah, yeah 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 that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah. so uh, are there anything else like what what maybe is your top three things if you have a list of your th- three favorite things that you experienced getting to go back to disneyland disney california adventure park oh i'd say the number one would be rise of resistance mm-hmm. um number two would be I guess the uh, web slingers, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number three would be probably just like the Star Wars, like food and, and like. Mm, right. Yeah, cool, the, cool. The food, so. Is there anything that you either miss that you would like to do the next time you go or that you, when you actually get a chance to go back again, that you just cannot wait to experience for, for a second time? Yeah, I think uh, when we go back to California Adventure, we, we should definitely try to. The food at uh, at Avengers Campus because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that seems like like it, it's an interesting concept like the the enlarged and like the shrunken food right it's right. like a fun idea yeah it's pretty tasty too I mean it, it's yeah. fun you know the, right. the the presentation of it's fun but I have to say we've enjoyed the uh, the food that we've right. gotten from Pim's yeah. uh, test yeah. kitchen that, that's also appeal so yeah now um, if I recall correctly you all watched the fireworks from galaxy's edge area right in the evening yeah like we were just coming back from rise resistance and like we look up from like the marketplace mm-hmm. and like we just see overhead there's just like fireworks and we're like oh this is fun yeah <laughs> it's cool to see them over the spires there it's one of my favorite spots to check out the fireworks for sure yeah that was, that was really nice to see it like in galaxy's edge so you know we always have on our podcast where we try to give tips or ideas for people to enjoy their experience uh, with Disney, was there anything that now that you've gone back 
and seen it and now that you've seen the new lands anything that you would recommend to people in terms of how to approach going to there or something to do while you're there uh i'd say like if you're going to like galaxy's edge uh, rise resistance like the lines may seem intimidating but like it's definitely worth it like you should definitely try rise of resistance it's an amazing experience so. right because like the line was to like to the the station mm-hmm. so not the to the entrance right. and we went on a night and like it's a 90 minutes so you're like so like we we're ready to commit but then it only ended up being like 30 minutes sweet yeah so almost yeah, wanted like, to go another time yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah well very cool yeah. any any other last things that you want to bring up about disneyland because uh we sure had a great time with you that's for sure yeah oh i'd say uh, one new thing that it was like a nice addition uh, was at in Adventureland like they added like a new cafe that was pretty cool like seeing that they're expanding upon like their mm-hmm. menu options like in Adventureland you mean the tropical hideaway where we got the Dole Whips and, and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was pretty cool yeah all right well thank you so much Josh for that you're taking time today in your weekend to share your your experiences and your adventures here um, I know Thank that people much. are very interested in this kind of thing, and we certainly appreciate that you took the time to come on and, and talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks again to Josh uh, giving us a, a that look yeah. through a teenager's eyes of kind of you know the things that we've experienced at Disneyland, seen emerge through the last couple of years, see the changes that mm-hmm. have taken place. It's kind of good, you know, always good to see somebody's viewpoint on things that maybe you've gotten kind of accustomed to. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's such a unique experience that the world went through to have you know somebody like he said that their family would go pretty regularly. Um, just stop for like almost two years before going back and then being able to um, see through his eyes the fun of these new things that are offered. Yeah, these new lands like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Avengers Campus and just all the new experiences and just the differences that take place. And again, it's it's always good to remember some of those things, especially as, you know, people who have been lucky enough to to be there regularly and visit these things. You you know, we take it for granted sometimes. That's true. Um, So that was kind of a magical moment, a magical memory from uh, one of our family members, but we also wanted to reach out to get some Disney magical moments from some of our Patreon mm-hmm. members. And they send us a couple things that I think you're really going to like out there that are really fun. You know, we're all about Disney magical moments on this show. Right. So let's go ahead and go through a couple of Disney magical memories from some of our Patreon members. And I'm going to start with Jonathan Camille and Lorelai, who sent this in to us. They said, Cast members are one of the most magical parts of Disney. We have had many magical interactions with cast members, but the one that stands out far above the rest is the connection we made with one of the photographers at Disneyland. We met Debbie during Lorelai's first birthday trip. The first time Debbie took our pictures, she really connected with Lorelai and got the biggest smiles out of her. Debbie shared with us that she used to be a special education teacher, which which explains why she uh, was so amazing with Lorelai. We ran into Debbie again when we took pictures with Santa at the Redwood Trail. Once again, Debbie got the best smiles out of Lorelai and captured the best photos of our family. 
After that trip, we kept in touch with Debbie and she would make it a priority to meet up with us every time we were in the parks. We've developed a great friendship over the years and when she moved up to our area last year, we have continued our friendship and get together regularly. What a magical connection that all started with Disney. What a wonderful story. Wow, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... They're right with their start of saying the Disney cast members are pretty special and create the magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just wonderful when the guests and the and the cast members, you know, can have those experiences and moments, whether they move on to friendships, you know, that are more longstanding or just, you know, understand that they are so important to the guests at that moment that they made an impression with them. It's just such a special situation. Yeah, for sure. And I know that we've had a couple of interactions like that. I mean, there was one time and I don't think she works with Disney anymore, but uh, she, there was uh, a cast member that used to work on Mater's Junkyard Jamboree that would notice when we would show up right. with Scott and would right. recognize us every time True. and always yes. say hi and, you know, and want to talk with us right. and everything and uh, wanted to give Scott stickers and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's wonderful when you can make those connections. And, right, you know, right. Again, the, the Disney cast members always bring the magic, as you said, Michelle. Yeah, definitely. So, very cool. Uh, the other one we received, the Disney magical memories, was from Tony, the Disney dad, who we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. just got back from a wonderful Walt Disney World trip with yes. his two sons, Sparrow and Stitch. He said this, picture it, Orlando, Florida, February 26th, 2015. It's my birthday and we go to Hollywood Studios. I get the first reservation we can for Hollywood and Vine six months prior to ensure we are in the park to get the a coveted spot in the Jedi Training Academy for Stitch and Sparrow. <laughs> That's so cool. I wish yes. they still had the Jedi Training Academy right. running. Um, he went on to say, as we arrived, we realized quickly we could be the first family in the park. We got to the turnstiles and my father-in-law starts to race Sparrow to get into the park. Fortunately for Sparrow, kids don't need their fingers scanned, and he was the first guest in the park that day. We have a picture of him smiling ear to ear, knowing he was first. We then make our Hollywood and Vine, make it to Hollywood and Vine, and as we walk in, all the staff clap for us as we are presented with a certificate stating we were the first family to be served that day. How so cool. magical. Yeah. Yes. We eat breakfast and I was able to get my boys into the training academy. We still talk to this day about being the first in the park. That's nice. amazing. Yeah. How fun. Right. Yeah. Super special moment. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So that's great. So uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for uh, the uh, magical Disney memories. And if any of you want to send us da- magical Disney memories you've had, just hit us up through the Gmail account on social media, whatever, and we will share them on the show in the future. Right. But yeah, thanks uh, for sharing those special moments for all of us to hear and for being Patreons. Yes, very much. Really appreciate that yes. significantly. <laughs> believe me. Believe me. Now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, we have to go through the next round of our Hyperion Ooh. Adventures podcast, Disney Songs Madness Bracket. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into this and see who advances to Ooh. the Sweet 16. I'm going to start in the uh, classic category, all the way on the top left, if you have your brackets out, uh, in the animated films portion of that. And our first battle was between the one seed and the fifth seed. That was When You Wish Upon a Star, the one seed, versus Hakuna Matata, the fifth seed. Michelle, who did you have advancing, if you had anybody who made it through the first round to this part? Um, I did. I had When You Wish Upon a Star is 
moving on. And that's who I had as well. And that is who has advanced to the Sweet Yay. 16. The one seed, When You Wish Upon a Star, has moved on. And they will square off against the winner between uh, Be Our Guest, who is the third seed, and A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, which is the two seed. Michelle, who do you have in that one? Again, if you had one of those advanced through. Um, I did have a dream on there, but I didn't have that one moving through. I actually had a different song that it went up against move through. So I didn't score any points on that one. You had Bare Necessities going I through? I did have Bare Necessities. There. Yep. Yes. Uh, the winner of that, and th this was my selection as well, was Be Our Guest did make it through. So Be Our Guest will be Ooh. going up against uh, When You Wish Upon a Star in the next round in the Sweet 16. Oh, two great songs. Two great songs. That's going to be a tough battle right yeah. there for oh, sure. Yeah. Theirs are getting tougher as right. they move along. No question about that. Uh, moving on to the live action films portion, we have the one seed, Stay Awake from Mary Poppins, the the lullaby, the anti-lullaby, <laughs> lullaby. yes, the reverse <laughs> lullaby, uh, going up against the four seed, Rainbow Connection, of course, from the Muppet movie. Michelle, uh, did you have one of those go through? Yeah, actually, uh, I had both of those in that bracket and I had stay awake going through. Ah, and I had rainbow connection. Ooh. And unfortunately for you, <gasps> rainbow connection has made it through to the next round. The four <laughs> seed upsets the first seed and moves on to the next round. Wow, wow. Yes. And that will square off against the winner of the three seed versus the two seed. Jolly Holiday is the two seed, another Mary Poppins mm -hmm. versus another Mary Poppins song, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Dosius. Michelle, did you have one of those advance into the Sweet 16? Um, actually, no. I did have Jolly Holiday in this bracket, in this category for this round, but I didn't have that one as moving on. So I had Age of Not Believing. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Which, uh, by the way, that's from Bedknobs and Broomsticks, whose 50th anniversary is this year. Yes, they're actually having a D23 screening event at the Walt Disney Studios. Right. Um, if you're April. a D23 member... A gold member uh, and would like to go see that film. And the, when they do those, one, one you're on the Walt Disney Studios, which mm -hmm. is in Burbank, which is amazing. Right. If you've never done it, do it. Um, also, they usually have somebody there to kind of talk about the, the film. So um, I would highly recommend you booking that when that comes available. Right. Yeah. The tickets like go on sale this week. I think, I think, it's, think it's the 15th. It's, yeah. The tickets on Tuesday mm -hmm. um, if you're interested in that right experience and I th they're having two different showings on the, the day in april that's being offered so you can do an earlier morning one or an afternoon right they, they think they've done that they started doing that well they they didn't have any events for a while right. wonder why <laughs> um but before the the pandemic they were starting to do that where because they they were just so popular and they were selling out so quickly that they opened up a second show right so, right um, definitely so. yeah um just to get on the walt disney studios lot alone is worth it. Um, but then when you throw in uh, seeing this movie, possibly some discussion of it from guests. Right. And they usually have like some pins that go. Yeah, I think give they have a commemorative some other pin things. that they've already announced. Um, definitely go check that out. But yeah. we digress. I know. Um, I'm just plugging bed knobs and broomsticks yeah, here. Check it out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the anniversary. anniversary. Definitely yes. go check it out yeah, <laughs> for no other reason than that. But the song that did move on was from Mary Poppins, and that is Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, which will go up against the Rainbow Connection coming up in the Sweet 16. What a battle there. Yeah. So now we move on to the fun songs category, starting with the animated films here. And uh, the first 
battle that went on was between a whole new world, the eighth seed that advanced. Mm. That's right. They upset. We don't talk about Bruno. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, versus Friend Like Me, the fourth seed out of Aladdin, Michelle. Did you have one of those songs advancing? Um, no, I actually had neither of those songs. <laughs> no, I had, uh, we don't talk about Bruno originally, um, and Go the Distance from Hercules. Mm-hmm. So neither of those made it in to this level. So no, yeah, no points. I had, we don't talk about Bruno advancing as well, but I had it going up against Friend Like Me, and I did have Friend Like Me winning that battle from Aladdin, and that is exactly who is advanced. All so right. Friend Like Me makes it into the Sweet 16. Uh, and they will square off against um, one of these two songs, either Eye to Eye from a goofy movie, mm-hmm. The Two Seed, or you're welcome, the number six seed from, of course, Moana. Michelle, did you have one of those songs advancing? I, I did. I actually had Eye to Eye from a Goofy movie advancing. Moving on into the Sweet 16, that's yes. what you had? Uh-huh. That is what I had as well, but it's not what yeah, everybody else picked. No, nope. uh, you're welcome. The six seed upsets the two seed of yeah. Eye to Eye and moves on. Uh, the six seed... Um, you're welcome. We'll square off against a whole new world, the eight seed. So that's kind of like the underdog, the dark yes. horse category there. The six seed and the eight seed move on into the sweet 16. Moving on to the live action films. In the first matchup, it is the run number one seed, Step in Time, versus the number four seed, Life is a Happy Song from, of course, The Muppets. So, uh, Michelle. Do you have one of those songs advancing for you? I do. I actually had both of those songs in that particular part of the bracket, but I, um, the one that I had moving on from there is Step in Time from Mary Poppins. I had Step in Time as well, and Step in Time does move on, <laughs> although it was a narrow victory, but Step in Time, the one seed, uh, does move on to the Sweet 16. And we'll square off against the winner of the battle between the two seed, Happy Little Working Song from Enchanted versus... The sixth seed, Rotten to the Core, from the Descendants franchise. Michelle, did you have one of those songs advancing? I did. I had Happy Little Working Song advancing. And that is what I had as well, and that is what everybody has chosen. Happy Little Working Song does advance to the next round, so it'll be the one seed, Step in Time, going up against the two seed, Happy Little Working Song Mm -hmm. in the Sweet 16. Nice. So very nice. Now moving over to the East Coast of the bracket, <laughs> over to the Want Songs. And we'll start with the a battle that was the four seed versus the eighth seed. The four seed being part of your world from, of course, The Little Mermaid mm-hmm. versus the eight seed, which is Let It Go from hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. <laughs> uh, Michelle, did you have one of those songs advancing? I didn't. I did have part of your world in this uh, particular slot, but it, I did not have that advancing. I had almost there, actually. Um, so. yeah. I think that was a close battle. Almost there. Almost almost got there. Um, but Let It Go <laughs> did prevail. And uh, I also had both of these songs going in. And of course, as you know, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. <laughs> so I had Let It Go advancing. And that is who ended up advancing again. Another. This was an extremely tight battle, mm. but Let It Go did advance. Wow, so good job. Let It Go moves on to the Sweet 16 and will square off against one of the winner between the number two seed, I See the Light from Tangled, versus the three seed, Reflection from Mulan. Michelle, did you have one of those advancing? I did. I had actually both of those songs in, in this um 
bracket portion, but I did have uh, Reflections as moving on to Sweet 16. Yeah, I have both those songs advancing mm-hmm. as well, and I did have I See the Light because also hashtag Mural Men Love Tangled <laughs> moving on, yeah. and apparently some others see it that way too because mm-hmm. the two seed, I See the Light, uh, will go up against the eight seed, Let It Go in the Sweet right. 16. It makes sense. And yeah. Both are very, you know, both songs are are. Well, all songs are awesome. Right. Yeah. Those I are- love Let It Go, but I could argue for any of those songs winning and not feel bad about any right. of those songs progressing through this uh, because I think those are all brilliant songs. Yeah. Really wonderful. Yes. I want songs, every single one of them. So, right, right. Uh, moving on to the live action films category, parts of this category, the want songs category. Uh, we had the one seed strong from the live action Cinderella movie. <laughs> Going on against the fourth seed, that's how you know from the from of course Enchanted. Uh, Michelle, did you have one of those advancing? I did. So I had both of those to select from, and the one that I advanced was uh, the number one, Strong. Mm-hmm. And I had both of those advancing to this round as well, and I picked That's How You Know from Enchanted because you know I love that song, mm-hmm. and it was strong <laughs> that advance i was a little surprised by this i know i, I, am too. Seed, I, am I thought too. that's how you know it was going to make it through and it was a tight battle but strong does advance yeah. into the sweet 16 which is really good because i do like we said at the beginning it's a song that most people don't really remember from that movie that film um but when you listen to it it's it's also, I mean, you could say that's how you know as well as a pure Disney song, but it's just, it's something special about that. Right. So, so, yeah, it's great. Uh, go back to our episode where we first broke, we broke down the whole first round for you and we have played a little snippet there. Or just go search it out on wherever you're, find your music, but just look for Strong uh, from the live action Cinderella and take a listen to it. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I always think of fireworks when I hear that song. <laughs> there you go. I know, right? Perfect. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next portion of this uh, this bracket here, and it's the two seed versus the three seed. The two seed being Santa Fe from Newsies mm-hmm. versus the three seed Man or Muppet, again, from the Muppets. Michelle, did you have one of those songs advancing? I did. I had Man or Muppet advancing. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I had Santa Fe make it through to mine, but I did not have Man or Muppet, even though I love that song, Make right. It Through. I had The Climb because I've just recently fallen in love with The Climb. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I did not pick the winner that advanced. You said you picked which song, Man or Muppet, right. advancing when you got it correct. Yes. Man or Muppet, the three seed, will face the number one, the number one scene strong in the mm-hmm. Sweet 16. So very good. Yes. Now we move on to the last category, and that is the Heart Songs category, starting with the animated films. Uh, in this round, it is the number one seed, Baby Mine, verse, from Dumbo, of course, versus the number four seed, When She Loved Me, from Toy Story 2. Michelle, did you have one of those songs advancing? I sure did. I had the number one song, Baby Mine advancing on to the sweet 16 yes i have both those songs uh going up against one another but i picked when she loved me this Mm. kind of i I love both those songs just kind of my preference uh but everybody agreed with michelle uh, (laughs) because baby mine does move on and that will square off against the winner of the number two seed versus the number three seed uh, the two seed being remember me the miguel version from coco Mm -hmm. versus dos orguitos uh from of course and Kanto. Uh, Michelle, did you have those songs advancing by any chance? Um, I did not because I did have Remember Me in this um, section, but I had my other 
song that I had uh, selected, Goodbye, Goodbye May Seem Forever from the Fox and the Hound moving on. So I'm not in the contention for that particular section of the bracket. And me neither, because I, while, while I did have Dos Orgitas mm-hmm. um, moving on, I had Out There move on just smidgen over oh, and yes. remember me because you know I love Out There and I thought it was way underseated for Out There. Right. Uh, but everybody kind of went the other way. They went with Remember Me, the Miguel version, which is moving on. So that is the the two seed again, another battle of the top two seeds. Right. Uh, remember Me versus the number one seed, Baby Mine in this Sweet Both 16. of those songs can bring tears to your for eyes. Sure. Yeah. For sure. For uh, sure. Finally, finishing up with the live action films part of the category, uh, we have the number one seed Evermore from the live action Beauty and the Beast going up against the fifth seed Speechless uh, from the live action Aladdin. Michelle, did you have either of those songs advancing? I did not. I had Evermore uh, as a potential, but not moving on. My other one that I had gone up against it was How Does a Moment Last Forever? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually getting to there was tough because I feel it and Speechless on any given day, I would pick one over the other. And so I could have, on a different day doing this bracket, put Speechless out there. Right. And I did have my choice of either of those songs because I did pick them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the winner actually is the one that I picked, which is Speechless, the number five seed, as you mentioned. I I love both those songs, too. Um, I like Speechless, I think, just a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. apparently the the people who set their brackets uh, chose that as well. Finally, we wrap it all up with the two seed, Feed the Birds from Mary Poppins, going up Mm -hmm. against the uh, sixth seed, Where the Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns. Michelle, did you have one of those advancing? I sure did. I had actually both of those songs in this uh, category here. uh, And Feed the Birds is the one that I have moving on. Ah, very good. Thanks. I did not have both those songs in this category. I did have Feed the Birds, but I had Fall on Me from, of course, uh, The Nutcracker mm-hmm. and The Four Realms. Right. I can see why that one didn't advance because most people don't know that song, right. even though it's a gorgeous song. But it doesn't matter because I picked Feed the Birds and so did virtually everybody yes. else. Feed the Birds uh, does go on to face Speechless in the Sweet 16 of our Hyperion Adventures Disney songs nice. bracket. So that is the yes. entire Sweet 16. Uh, next week, we will tell you who will advance to the Elite Eight. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. So hope you're having a lot of fun following along with us on that. Yeah. Can't wait to continue on to see who's going to be the winner. Right, right. So much fun. So much Mm -hmm. fun. So... So that's it for our Hyperion Adventures podcast, Disney Songs Madness Bracket <laughs> review. Uh, that means it's time for the Disney Stories of the Week. And I do have a couple for you this week. I'm going to start with, we received a little look into the new shows that will be debuting this summer aboard Disney Cruise Line's newest mm-hmm. ship. They look really, really yes. cool. Um, this from the Disney Parks blog. They said, a few months ago, we announced a dazzling lineup of new entertainment coming to the Disney Wish this summer, including... Disney, The Little Mermaid, an original take on the renowned Walt Disney Animation Studios film. So they shared a few details about Mm -hmm. this show. They said, The creative minds at Disney Cruise Line have joined forces with a team of top Broadway talent to develop an all-new stage adaptation of uh, the hit Disney film exclusively for the Disney Wish. In this modern-day retelling, audiences will rediscover the iconic scenes, acclaimed music, and beloved characters of the film as a cast of contemporary storytellers put their own spin on the timeless tale. Now, we've seen 
the touring company of right. the Broadway okay. version of The Little Mermaid, and we loved it. Oh, yeah. It was one of those, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say that I didn't have a lot of maybe as much excitement going to that, thinking, you know, I, I love the, the classic animation, and I don't know if this is going to really translate well, and ended up being so... Fl- blown away by how much I adored it and so now and knowing that we're going to be seeing it on the wish it's just really exciting and I'm looking forward to the new things that they're doing it for the adaptation on the cruise ship right so let's go through a few of those Uh, they said Disney the Little Mermaid will feature innovative theatrical design dazzling special effects artistic choreography and a reimagined script and score that will surprise and delight guests of all ages including these wow worthy scenes starting with Under the Sea which will be the show's biggest production number complete with incredible vocals show stopping choreography and plenty of special effects Here, the show's cutting-edge puppetry will be on the greatest display as countless sea creatures and fantastical characters like Sebastian and Flounder gather on stage to sing and dance and celebrate. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Disney puppetry is mesmerizing. It's so advanced and so magical. And it's we've seen that uh, on their other cruise ships on how they use puppetry and some things we've seen it at the parks and it's always just like wow that it's so hard to believe that's a puppet they they really capture uh movement so perfectly in those puppets and you can really believe in that character right and a lot of times the actor is just there right behind them actually doing the puppetry which by the way is amazing that you can be an actor pull off these lines sing these songs and do these amazing puppetry at the same time what a skill that is uh but then you forget like you you just focus on the puppet because it's so well done it's it's amazing how they're able to to pull that off uh moving on through the story they say throughout the show playful scenic designs and state-of-the-art video projections will transform the walt disney theater into a 360 60-degree undersea environment. During Kiss the Girl, Sebastian will lead a chorus of sea life in a refreshed rendition of the melody as the audience is visually transported into the scene. In a new twist exclusive to this show, even though Ariel doesn't have a voice at this point in her story, her inner voice will play an important and meaningful role in the song. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I wonder if that's kind of... you know, you talk about, you know, kiss the girl, you know, they're kind of saying, just do it, right. just do it. And that's not necessarily the best thing for this world. As right. you know, it never <laughs> should have been for this world, but in general. So I wonder if it's going to be Ariel saying, yeah, come on, kiss me or something, you right. know, like uh, giving permission. You know, right, right. It, you know, Possibly. Yes. So. Like, yeah, for her to have the, the spell come to fruition that works for her (laughs) right for sure so uh finally and they say if you tuned into destination d23 last fall you may have gotten a sneak peek of the Mm -hmm. show's spin on poor unfortunate souls this will be a more soulful take on the classic tune filled with all of ursula's confidence and glamour during this number her power will manifest in a jaw-dropping moment as she truly becomes larger than life so that'll be really cool yes i mean we did watch that and yeah the vocals were just crazy sick crazy yeah. good um but yeah you you definitely get a more in-depth look at that character just by that one song right. you know you really get to see more of what makes her tick compared to the animated movie yeah 
for sure. So really cool. I'm very excited for that yeah. show, for sure. And speaking of excited for shows, there's another show that they gave mm-hmm. some details about as well. Uh, we got a sneak peek at this other show on the Disney Wish that so I think fun. was one of the ones that I was really excited about because um, it's going to be one of the shows that's going to be early on in the cruise. As a matter of fact, it's going to be the first day. And usually those first day shows are just kind of like, yeah, it's welcome aboard. It's right. a show. It's nice. Whatever. You're getting to be on board. Eh. But it's never been like a wow to me. This right. show seems like a wow mm-hmm. to me, and I can't wait to experience it. They say, after their first day spent exploring the ship, guests will head to the beautiful Walt Disney Theater to see an original musical spectacular called Disney Seas, S-E-A-S, <laughs> The Adventure. The show will begin with Captain Minnie Mouse handing over the helm to her friend Goofy, uh-oh, <laughs> leaving him a what little unsure about, we've seen him as a train conductor. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, leaving him a little unsure about the responsibility. With the help of some familiar friends, he'll embark on a musical voyage into favorite Disney and Pixar stories on a journey to discover his own inner captain. Anything with Goofy, I'm, I'm on board for. Yeah, it. right. Pun, pun intended there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do love how throughout the um, theming of this ship and its entertainment, um, they're using the word C's, S-E-A-S, and C's, S-E-I-Z-E. I hope right. I spelled that right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a spelling person for spelling bees. Um, but anyways, I like how they interchange the meaning of those words throughout. And, and I think it's really creative um, how they do that. I also was really excited to hear how they, like you're saying, how they have Goofy be the one that's being challenged to do this. Uh, in a lot of their other stage productions, it's good, but they, they, they'll have like a random, like somebody who would be a cast member. Right. And it's, it's nice, it's endearing, but having that connection with Goofy, I think will bring a little bit more heart than what we've seen in some of the other shows. Yeah, I mean, I think the shows always have heart, but you know, it's, right. it's great to have this classic character, see, especially yeah. like a character we love so much like Goofy, for right. sure. So uh, the story went on to say, uh, with an impressive roster of beloved characters, a full lineup of renowned Disney songs, and a first-of-its-kind finale, this show is sure to be a sensational way to kick off a Disney vacation. Here are some of the highlights. Early in the venture, and now if you don't want to know what some of the highlights are going to be you know spoiler alert here you may want to bump it up here like the three minutes just right. to get past this but uh, they say early in his adventure goofy will learn the power of hard work to make a dream come true when he meets tiana during a lively performance of almost there from uh, the, of course the walt disney mm-hmm. animation studios the princess and the frog the show's grand finale will feature a cavalcade of characters joining captain minnie and goofy on stage but rather than bidding the audience farewell these favorite disney friends will lead guests out of the theater into the grand hall for an unforgettable send-off experience unlike anything they've done before on board disney ship that sounds i know sounds really exciting and they say, and uh, just a, that's just a small taste of the magic in store during this one-of-a-kind theatrical adventure. Other musical numbers include a high-energy production of Go With The Flow from Finding Nemo the Musical, for nice. those of you who love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that's a Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. A powerful medley of Let It Go, oh yay, <laughs> uh, How Far I'll Go, and Touch the Sky, which is cool. From, yes. um, of course, Pixar's Brave, right. so that'll be... Uh, Elsa, Moana, and Merida out there. Nice. That's really cool. Yes. I don't think we've seen much from Brave on any of these shows that I can think Not of. That so I can that's think really of either, cool. Yeah. yeah. And a bold rendition of Go the Distance with Hercules and a host of heroes from a variety of Disney films. That all sounds 
uh, wonderful. I cannot wait to experience it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be so spectacular and memorable for sure. Yeah. That's very exciting. Can't wait for the Disney Wish to debut here in just a few months' mm-hmm. time. So, oh, so, so forward so to cool. it. So cool. Moving on to the next story. If you've been waiting and waiting for your chance at uh, the ultimate Star Wars fan event, well, we have some good news for yeah. you. Yes. Uh, this from StarWarsCelebration.com. They say, Star Wars Celebration fans, get ready. A mm-hmm. limited quantity of tickets are going back on sale this week. March 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, can't wait. That's so cool. Very exciting. Star Wars Celebration always looks like a blast. We haven't attended ourselves, but we have friends that have. They all say it's so such a wonderful, positive Star Wars event. Just so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes out there on social media and everything. You know, Star Wars fans bickering about this and that. But from what we understand, Star Wars Celebration, it's just all positivity it's yeah. positivity all the way through. Right. The super fans are, yes. you know, who, are who love it. Yes. Right. So if you don't know, Star Wars Celebration is taking place on May 26th through the 29th at Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center. So just a hop, skip, and a jump Mm -hmm. from uh, Disneyland itself. Uh, They will be bringing you major announcement, immersive exhibits, an interactive show floor, screenings, exclusive merchandise, celebrity guest panels, autograph sessions, fan-inspired activities, costumes, and other uh, surprises, all celebrating all things Star Wars. It just sounds so cool. Um, Yeah. We have some things coming up. We may not be able to make it, but man, I'm, I really want to go if we can. Yeah, yeah. So, but here's the prices. And again, there's a limited amount of tickets available because they sold tickets when this event was originally going to take place. Some people got those tickets refunded. Some people kept those tickets. Right. So that's why there's a limited amount of tickets out there. So, but here are the ticket packages that are available for you. I'm going to start off with the, the high, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the splurge one, right. but you get so much for it. You get like early access into all the panels, early access into the show floor, into the, uh, into the convention center itself, a lounge, all sorts of merchandise. It's like a pretty cool package. That's the Jedi Master Package. Mm-hmm. Now, that is going to set you back $900 per person if you want to do that. That's for all four days. But I have to say, um, if you look at what they offer there, if you can afford it, it's not a terrible deal. Yeah, it's, it's certainly something that would make it so special for you. Yeah. So if you, and those will go quickly, believe me, yes. those will go like if you blink, um, they'll <laughs> yes. be gone. And even if you don't blink, they still might be gone. Right. But um, if you can't afford it, if you if you want to go all out, that's not a bad way to go. Uh, the other ones are the four day adult pass, which is for all four days is one hundred ninety five dollars. Mm-hmm. A little expensive, but not terrible. Yeah. Uh, four day child pass is seventy dollars for uh, children ages six through twelve. Uh, they must come with an adult. So adult must buy a ticket as mm-hmm. well to go along with those. Uh, if you want to buy just the individual days, say so you can just only make it to Saturday, you can only make it to Sunday or whatever. Uh, those are seventy five dollars per day. An individual day ch- uh, child tickets are thirty five dollars per day. Again, ages six through twelve and must come with an adult. So um, go on to the Star Wars Celebration website to get all the details. If you want to look into what's all inclusive in that Jedi Master Package, it's a long list. I was going to include it here, (laughs) but it was so long. I'm like, no, you're just going to have to look it up yourself. But there's a lot of stuff that's involved in 
that. But um, good luck. I hope I hope you can land your tickets because it looks like a phenomenal event. We're still we're going to spend the next few days fretting over it on whether or not to buy <laughs> tickets because we have some things that may conflict with it. Uh, but boy, I really want to go. I know. Right now we actually have reservations at a vacation club in in Orlando for that time frame so mm. Mm, and we also have reservations <laughs> at Disneyland and a royal hotel there for that time frame too so um, we may end up at one or the other or none who knows <laughs> we'll have to see what happens then anyway. yeah <laughs> I guess we're both planning things <laughs> uh, if you do end up going and we don't or even if we do end up going we'd love to meet up with you there but if you don't maybe um, you would be willing to share your experience at Star Wars Celebration with us we'll bring you on afterwards right. as a guest on have, our show yeah have you give some info for sure, sure. For sure. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. When we do this, we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, awesome, all things great in the world. She does the best research. She has the best lists, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Thanks, sweetie. That's very sweet of you. Um, So my tip has to do with Run Disney because there is a new race coming up pretty soon. Um, If you're not planning to be in the race, you're a spectator, friend, family, or whatever, there are ways that you can really enrich how you have fun with this event as well. Um, So part of it, first of all, is just being along there, you know, seeing all the things going on. But on the actual day of the race, um, you could take the, if you're staying on one of the resorts, you could take the bus with the other runners. Um, That's pretty darn early. You may want to just, you know, go on a later bus. Um, you know, a lot of them for most of the, uh, early morning races are like at three to four thirty generally. So you might want to do more of the four or four thirty uh, buses, but anyways, um, you can be there to meet at, up at the finish line. You can also follow the progress of the person that's running through the run tracker uh, for the 10 K and above races. They don't do it for the five Ks. Um, and so that's, one way that you can kind of see where they're at in the race and you'll also be alerted then to know when they're about to reach the finish line. Um, And this can be set up with the digital event guide on the spectator section of the Run Disney site. Um, So you can check out the Run Disney site for a little bit more information about transportation, um, but really you'll look at the lobby of the resort that you're staying at for the board that lists the times the buses are gonna be coming there. Now, as of this morning, which is March 13th, they didn't have the details listed yet on the Run Disney website for either the transportation or the digital event guide for the springtime surprise weekend. But you can expect that that's gonna be coming up pretty soon. But anyways, just a way to have fun with Run Disney, even if you're not going to be uh, in the race. Right. Perfect. That's a Michelle's tip. Always the best tip for sure. That's a great choice. Uh, another great place that you, even if you're, whether you have somebody who's running in the race or not, um, they, if you just want to go out there and just cheer on the runners for a little mm-hmm. bit and then maybe go grab a little breakfast or whatever, um, especially for the 10 K and the half marathons and definitely the marathon when it comes, they almost always run through the boardwalk area mm-hmm. in between Disney's Hollywood studios and uh, Epcot. Right. Uh, almost always those routes lead through there. Uh, that's a great place just to step out and go and wish runners on whether you right. have, again, if you have someone in the race or whether it's just, you just want to be out there and cheer some on. And then you, you know, 
obviously there's great places right there on the boardwalk to grab a little breakfast or right. a cup of coffee or whatever you want. So Yeah. And it's fun how some people really make such great creative signs to encourage the mm-hmm. runners, even, you know, you're, you're, as a runner, you love those signs, even if they're not meant specifically for you, because generally speaking, the people do make the signs pretty generically encouraging everybody. In yes. And I think you would agree with me as people who have run in these races and some of the longer races, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really does mean something oh, to yeah. the, the racers when you get that sort of encouragement right. from the right. side as you go through at various different spots. And it, it's it's invigorating in many times that they, when you hear the cheers, when people pinpoint maybe your costume right, or, right. or when you see those signs yeah. or whatever it is, it really does help you get through what can be, you know, it's fun, but it is an endurance thing. Right, and, right. You, and you could be sapped energy at times. Sometimes it does help you make your way through it. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been a race where at least once during it, that there wasn't a sign that, that really did pick me up mm-hmm. when, you know, at a time that I needed it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, highly recommend it yeah. going out there and just enjoying it, taking in the racers, uh, even if you're not taking part in the race yourself. Exactly. Very good. Michelle's tip, as I said, always <laughs> the best tip. Uh, my tip really quickly is just going to have to do again with Disney gift cards. Uh, well, yeah, I was talking about that a few weeks ago, a couple mm-hmm. things and some tips. Uh, I think Michelle had one as well as to how you can better use Disney gift cards when you're in the parks. And I'm going to tell you another tip uh, as far as if you have a bunch of Disney gift cards around. We have a few around that we've mm-hmm. gotten for various different things. We just got a brand new one. Our anniversary is coming up a, a week Actually, this coming Saturday mm-hmm. is our wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And my mother sent us a Disney gift card. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Really appreciate it um, for our anniversary. So we have a few of those. And, you know, when you have a few gift cards, it can be a little tricky remembering what's on each one, right. wanting to carry them all into the parks or whatever. Well, there's a good way to kind of put them all together in one location for you. And that is at DisneyGiftCard.com. You can go there and if you have a sign in into your My Disney Experience account, you can go there and load all the codes for your various Disney either gift cards or e-gift cards into that location. You load up to six at one time or up to $1,000 worth into there. And what you can do is when you uh, go and and use these cards, you can uh, check back through this uh, website and see how much money is on each card. Mm-hmm. You can transfer through that website if you want to keep one card and put more from another gift card onto it to right. make it easier for you. It's just kind of a better way to keep tabs on what's going on with those gift cards. Yeah, that is an awesome tip, sweetie. Yeah. Very good tip. Thank you very much. So Top tip. Yeah, your tip is always the top <laughs> tip. Always, always, without fail. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, where we're going back to our Creating Disney Magic series for mm-hmm. the next installment of that. Michelle, tell the listeners what we're going to be covering next week. We're going to be talking about background music, BGM. BGM. They call it BGM. Um, throughout the park and how that really helps enhance um your experience at the parks and some background information about the background. Nice. I think that'll be a very popular episode because people love Disney background it's music. The best. Yeah. So um, that would be a lot of fun to go over that and, and, you know, maybe do explore into, you know, what's behind some of the, where the background music is, what's played where and what those tunes are itself. We may even play we'll a lot of that music see. for you. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Michelle comes up with, but you know, her research is always the best research. So <laughs> also, of course we will go through the uh, Hyperion Adventures, Disney songs, madness bracket <laughs> and tell you 
uh, who is advancing into the uh, Elite Eight eight next week. So uh, be prepared for that. But we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We would love you to sign up for the newsletter if you have not done so yet. And just know that the email address is not shared with anybody. That's right. We love you anyway, but we love you even more if you signed up for the <laughs> newsletter. So, uh, just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another great way is on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun at our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah. And for those of you who have already joined, thank you. We love the interactions. Yep. Uh, Tell a friend. Every every piece of interaction we get through that and through all these different uh, locations is always wonderful for us. Also, we have a, a YouTube page. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And we also want to ask, if you haven't done so already, to do a review for us. It really helps things along. It gives us great feedback of how we're doing and how much you appreciate the show. And it also helps others find our show. Yeah, there's some sort of weird algorithm thing that helps people find the show and lets them know that this might be our show that they want to uh, listen to. I don't understand it, but I really appreciate all your reviews, as I know Michelle does yes. as well. Uh, but the easiest way to do it is just tell friends about this show. True. And if you want to get some of our gear and wear that around the parks or in your neighborhood or whatever, that's another great way to support the show. As exactly. Well. So, that's it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.